0: Buckle up! Hi, everyone. Welcome to Buckle Up Podcast. I'm Natalia Earl, and I'm a certified business and life coach that loves talking to people. I'm fascinated by humans and how our brain works. What is it that makes a decision good or bad, and how does that decision ultimately shape our path and destiny? Everyone loves to talk about success, but what about the flip side? How about adversity? Failure is such a big and often necessary part of life, and it's simply unavoidable. So I invite you to join me on this inspiring, honest, unpolished interview show with breathtakingly real conversations that go deep on setbacks and hardships that are part of the puzzle that ultimately lead to growth discovery of inner greatness and what makes us resilient. Buckle up. Grab your helmet and buckle up, people. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but what a ride it will be. Today's episode is brought to you by Sobi Promos. Are you looking for a way to spice up your marketing campaigns? Let the experts at Sobi Promos help you pick the perfect promotional product to reach your target audience. You guys, I get all my marketing materials from them, and I get like a kid in a candy store. If you can put a logo on it, Sobi Promos can make it happen. Honestly, they make all my dreams come true. They're firm believers that your giveaways don't have to suck, and they want to help you nail your next marketing effort. Use code buckle up for your 20% off at SoBePromos.com, that's S-O-B-E-Promos.com, or let them guide you through the process by emailing sales at SoBePromos.com. Oh, and tell them Natalia sent you. Today's guest, Brandi Townsend, was born and raised in North Carolina. Her passion for making people feel beautiful inspired her career and she's been in the beauty industry for the past 10 years. Brandy struggled with weight her whole life, but the last three years she's been on her healthy journey. Today, she shares how she lost 175 pounds so far and finally made it to a weight she had only dreamed of. As Brandy continues her better health lifestyle, she hopes to help others, on their weight loss journey too.
1: Hi, Brandy.
0: Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you arrive at the place where you are today?
1: So born and raised in North Carolina, and then I started my business in the beauty industry. Um, I did start at 18 and I opened my business then. So I've been in that for 10 years. And then my weight loss journey, I've been overweight my entire life. It's definitely been a struggle. So I had my weight loss surgery three years ago. And I've lost the 175 pounds. So i have trying to be an influence like people on Instagram that struggle with the same thing as well.
0: How did the journey start for you? What made you realize that I I don't feel happy with myself or the weight that I am at and Mm -hmm. I need to make changes? Like what was that decisive factor for you that you made that decision to get on your health journey?
1: I've always felt like I've always like dieted and went towards salads and stuff like that to try and lose the weight on my own. But I always struggled with just losing a massive amount of weight.
0: Cause it would be like
1: one pound every week. And it was so discouraging to just eat like greens and like salads and stuff and not lose any weight. So then I made that decision to get help um with my mom, you know, supporting me. She helped me make that decision to get weight loss surgery because I think my decision on that was because I had a lot of family members that had health issues or heart problems or diabetes and things like that. And I didn't want my weight to contribute to something like that. So I made that decision to get it three years ago while I was younger, while I didn't have health issues or anything. And I just got it kind of as a tool to help me.
0: After the surgery, obviously you had to adjust your diet a little bit because you can't Mm -hmm. eat as much, correct? And did you go through struggles with that? understanding how to eat again or what to eat. What did that look like for you?
1: It was definitely a mental change as well, because so the first, I think it was four weeks prior to surgery, it was liquids only. And then you had surgery and then you still had to be on liquids for, I think it was additional two to six weeks, something like that. I think it was two weeks after surgery, still been on the liquid. So it was basically liquids. I lost 30 or 40 pounds in that time frame. And then learning how to like chew my food slowly, not drink when I eat, that kind of stuff. Because I do still have a stomach because I had the um, vertical sleeve surgery. So you still have a stomach, but they remove 90% of your stomach. So it's small. So you can't intake as much. And they do do like psychology classes prior to surgery to make sure you're mentally like ready. And they tell you what's going to happen after surgery and kind of how you need to treat food as To eat only when you're hungry, not just like eating just because you're eating.
0: And that's like such a big adjustment for all of us because like I personally, I was juicing one time for like 15 days because I had some gut issues working at the place where I was at. I would go into the lunchroom and just reach for the food automatically automatically. Yeah. I wasn't hungry, but because the food was in front of me, I would just reach for it. Like my instinct was like to, to go for it and put it in my mouth. And then I would recognize what I was doing. And I'm like, yeah. like, why am I doing this? I'm not even hungry. Why am I eating? Yeah. A mental change for sure. Yeah. And did you go through like hair loss? Cause I feel like some of my clients that, that have had surgery went through the hair loss yeah. after
1: how my nutritionist explained it to me is like your body's like shrinking and your hormones don't have anywhere to go as a woman. They're just like left and they're overproducing or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I did lose my hair. I had to cut all of it off because um, my hair was a bit longer and I did wind up cutting like chin length because it was just falling out so bad. It was about six months after I had surgery. And mm-hmm. then when I had lost a lot of weight and then it took about six months for it to fully come back. I thought I was going to go bald because I would just like brush through my hair and it was handfuls. And like when I would shower, it was just all coming out. But after that, like I didn't have any issues or anything. I haven't had any issues.
0: Yeah. And as a hairstylist, I'm sure it must have been traumatizing. For yeah, you. I was like, please <laughs> give me some extensions. <laughs> Add some hair to my head. <laughs> oh no. So how long did it take you to lose that 175 pounds after the surgery? The first initial year was
1: 150 pounds. So a year in just a couple months, and then I've been pretty stagnant since. Um, I haven't lost any weight in probably a couple of years. I've mm-hmm. been just kind
0: of plateaued at where I'm at right now. Yeah. So the first initial year for sure. But that's awesome that that you're not gaining anything mm-hmm. and you can maintain.
1: Yeah. And again, I
0: think it comes down to changing that lifestyle, right? And that relationship right, with sure. food as well. Did you work out throughout the process or or no?
1: Yeah. in the beginning, I, it was a lot more intense than I do now. Um, it was pretty much every day I'd go to the gym and just do a lot of like uh, strength training and just cardio and stuff like that. I don't do as much now because I have so much skin it Mm -hmm. definitely gets in the way of me working out. So I do tend to go more towards um, cardio and stuff like that. And I also have back issues. um, So I can't do a lot of weightlifting. But Mm -hmm. I do try to do cardio and stuff
0: now. Yeah. And that was going to be my next question. What happens with the skin Brandy after all that weight loss?
1: The skin is the worst part. I tell everybody, I'm like, that is literally the worst part of losing weight is having all this access skin and it's just in your way when you're running. The only thing is getting it removed surgically. Mm -hmm. So I did kind of get a consultation with a plastic surgeon to get an estimate and stuff, but doing uh, the full skin removal on pretty Mm -hmm. much every part of my body.
0: So what does that look like though? Like what's the recovery process if one does go through that? Do they do everything in one sitting? Normally it's two or
1: three sections. So like if he done uh, like my legs and my stomach and my back, so it'd be three sections. And then he said, I can get the next three, six months later once I'm fully healed. But, But I do know, I think the downtime is like six to 10 weeks. Okay, depending on I guess, depending on how much you have done and how much you're healing, as long as there's no issues and stuff like that. So I think you can do like light lifting after six weeks,
0: I believe. Mm -hmm. So, Going through the journey that you went through, what are some of the things that you wish you've done differently? I
1: feel like I've done well, as far as Mm -hmm. the journey, because I've met people that haven't lost weight, or they didn't get the mental shift, because I was really just fed up when I had surgery, like I was done being overweight. So I'm like, roughly over 200 pounds right now. And that was my weight in second grade. So I've always been like a massive kid. So I was just done with being overweight. So I did make that mental change. Like I haven't really went to any fast food restaurants. I don't do anything fried. Don't do sugar or anything like that. So I fully changed that. I don't really know what I could have done differently or made it better, but the skin I would definitely change. If I could do anything, I would definitely get rid of the skin. But other than that, I don't think I would change anything on the journey because it has been a good journey. Prior to, I feel like me as a kid, if I was eating more, I guess given more like veggies and things like that and eating different, I feel like that would have helped me long-term, you know? So that's why I'm trying to make that mental shift now, or if in the future, we have kids like
0: definitely not eating what I ate prior to surgery for sure. And that was kind of a, a lifestyle for you when you were young, right? The not a healthy Yeah, diet definitely. And...
1: Like Southern style cooking, a lot of breads, a lot of uh, carby stuff. And then, you know, obviously whenever you get in the routine of working and stuff, stuff that's quick and accessible, like fast food, it it gets kind of habit, you know, you don't want to prep at home or use your kitchen or anything like that. So I feel like that was kind of the issue too.
0: Right. And what does your diet look like today? Do you normally prep for the week? Do you cook at home? Do you eat out?
1: Yeah, I normally don't eat out. If I do, it's more like, you know, grilled meats or like veggies or salads, stuff like that. Normally, I just do breakfast. It's usually either like a a pre-made eggwich. So it's like an mm-hmm. egg sandwich. I do snacks like salads and nuts. And I did do a lot of cheese until here recently. I did cut out dairy, but a lot of cheeses and different kind of keto snacks. And then dinner, I usually try to do a protein and
0: veggie or salad or anything like that. Right. And when is the last meal of the day? What time do you have it during
1: well, my schedule is crazy, so it's anywhere between like six to eight, nine. It's pushing kind of late, but um, I try to get it in before six or seven, as long as my schedule is not too too wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing. As a hairstylist, you, you don't yeah. have time to eat often, right? Or you mm-hmm. eat standing up, or you throw something fast in your mouth. You don't even have time mm-hmm. to chew. Sit down, <laughs> enjoy I lunch, have all coffee. If someone wanted to start the journey that you've been through, what your advice to them would be? I always
1: tell everybody that I meet that's on the fence of becoming healthy or getting that tool to have weight loss surgery, just be mentally ready, mentally ready to change your diet, not eating sugar, not going back to what you ate prior to. Um, And that if you're questioning kind of getting the surgery, I feel like it's always definitely worth if you're ready mentally. Mm -hmm. It's definitely worth having surgery because my only regret is not getting it sooner. Like I wish I would have got it sooner so I could experience more things when I was younger. You know, there were so many restrictions being overweight and stuff that I couldn't do that I wish
0: I could have done. So that's my only regret really is
1: not getting it sooner for sure.
0: Yeah. And what is the youngest age that one can get the surgery? I believe
1: it's 16 now. I do know you have to have parental signature at 16. But I believe. I mean, obviously, you can get it at 18 with no consent. But I believe it's 16.
0: And do you see the difference, like how people treated you before and how people treat yes. you now? One hundred
1: percent. Um, I think that's probably one of the biggest things too. So in our counseling session, we actually had to go through an entire session on how to deal with if your friends kind of disown you or they don't support you or. They don't want to be around you anymore because you changed, you know, yourself or you're getting prettier, you're getting thinner, whatever the case may be. We had to go through a whole counseling session of that prior to surgery. And I was like, oh, no, I won't lose any friends. You know, it's fine. That isn't going to be me. But unfortunately, I pretty much lost all of my friends because they didn't want me around their husbands or they didn't support what I was doing or it was like jealousy. Like they didn't want me continuing the journey. Um, So, yeah, through the journey, I did definitely lose a lot of people that didn't support me in public. People definitely treat me a lot differently, too, So because it's so weird that seeing myself, I don't really see that I lost 170 pounds. I have to remind myself, you know, seeing pictures and trying to see that I lost weight. But in public, like people look at me a lot differently or treat me a lot differently or, you know, women throw a lot more shade than they used to or not as nice as they were. I don't know if they feel threatened or what, but it it's definitely
0: weird. It's always crazy that life will show you right when you're winning who who your yeah. true supporters are, and uh, yeah. kind of exposes a lot of people. but how about professionally like did it affect your clientele or was it more of a positive change? Was it a negative change? How did that go? dealing with the public, they got a lot of opinions <laughs> right, so I have
1: had people tell me that I needed to lose more weight where I'm at, or I haven't lost enough, or, you know, they do make comments, maybe not being supportive of weight loss surgery, or, oh, you took the easy way out. That's, you know, you didn't do it the the real way of losing weight, or you didn't put in the work naturally. I get a lot of feedback as far as that. I mean, most people are supportive of, you know, Mm -hmm. me getting healthy and me losing weight but people definitely have their opinions on what I should do differently or what diet I should be going on instead of what I took. So there's definitely a lot of opinions for sure.
0: I'm sure people always have something to say about something.
1: You can't do anything, right? I'm like, y'all said something when I was bigger now you're saying something when I was smaller and I'm not small enough. So I feel like everybody's always going to have their
0: opinion as well. Right. And I think that's why it's important for us as individuals to have those goals and numbers for ourselves. What makes me happy? What's my ideal weight? When do I feel the best? And how about your family? Has your family been supportive through this journey, or what? What did that look like for you?
1: Yeah, my family has been really supportive. Any any changes I've ever wanted to make in my life, they've they've always supported me. Uh, my mom actually had weight loss surgery prior to me about a year. And she lost like 70, 80 pounds, maybe 90. And, you know, she done really well on the journey and kind of tried it out first, I guess, per se. She went through the process with me and was my, because you have to have a support person uh, whenever you get approved for surgery. So she was my support person through the the, the first initial journey before surgery.
0: And that's amazing that they don't take this lightly, right? I think it's so great that they fully prepare you, you know, like you Mm -hmm. said, with the counseling groups and support persons. And naturally, that's not the first thing you would think about. What is the biggest adversity that you have been through thus far? And what has it taught you? I think honestly, how...
1: I look at other people and how I treat other people because of how differently I've been treated just from being, you know, a larger person and, you know, having that, that anxiety and that, that fear as being almost 400 pounds. Like I would always fear like going into restaurants and like breaking chairs and breaking other people's furniture. Cause it was like traumatic for me as a kid, when I would break people's stuff just because of my weight. And I feel like when people treated me differently as a bigger person or being bullied and stuff, it gave me a different view as far as being smaller now to have compassion and concern for those people. And, you know, if they're wanting help to obviously give what I know to them so they can kind of be successful as well. But I feel like definitely finding that like compassion for those people that was like I, I was, you know,
0: and we're just so easy and fast to judge others. Right. And especially when it comes to the appearance, I think yeah. majority of us, the first thing that we see is their appearance and yes. we tend to judge everybody. Yeah. 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 Everybody's to quick
1: to judge, but they definitely mm-hmm. don't know the backstory of, you know, where they're coming from or whatever. Um, and, you know, people saying stuff about my weight now, they don't know what I went through to become, you know, this weight. Like I worked super hard to get to close to 200 pounds. And for me, that's, that was a goal, you know, to be at 200 pounds because I used to be close to 400, 366. I always say close to 400, but
0: 366.
1: But just losing that way, like people don't understand how hard it was to get to where I'm at right now, you know?
0: And I wish like people ask more questions, you know, instead of judging and, and do you think you were judged like when you would eat and you were out or like you were going to places, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And even now probably too, right? because I've had a lot of people make a comment on, oh, well, you know, so-and-so had weight loss surgery and it wasn't successful. And, you know, if I do eat anything that may not be in the plan, there's always a comment, (laughs) you know, you don't need to be eating that. You shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be doing this. So yeah, people are definitely judgmental when
0: they see stuff like that, for sure. For sure. It's incredible. So you recently got engaged. Congratulations, my friend. (laughs) So what does that support look like for you from your fiance? How long ago did you guys meet? I met RJ before I had weight loss surgery. And then
1: I like officially met him because we didn't meet online. Um, I officially met him after weight loss surgery. So I had lost a little bit of weight, but he's always been supportive even then um, when we were kind of just friends and now he's even more supportive and he's ready to jump on the the bandwagon of no sugar and no carbs and stuff. So he's he's very supportive when it comes to that. And that was always important to me, like finding somebody that understood that I can't just go to a fast food. I can't just go to McDonald's. I can't just do that for dinner. Um, right. So he's definitely supportive in, in everything that I eat or choose or lifestyle or anything.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. And I'm not like a fast food person myself either. I don't understand why people are like oh my god taco bell i'm like i can't tell you last time i've eaten in taco bell <laughs>
1: you know, like, i know I know.
0: yeah it's crazy but now i saw your post the other day that you guys are doing something different new plan you posted something about being vegan that you were on mm-hmm. your way donating food talk to me about that a little bit what's vegan and why are you yeah. trying something different in the past year, you know, I've had
1: my second salon. So I've been just really stressed. I haven't been as conscious on meal prepping and things like that as I was. Um, So I will say like I've gained a couple pounds and my stomach has just been just so uncomfortable and like nauseous and bloated. And I can tell there's just been something wrong with my stomach. I've been trying to figure out a different route of what I can take. Cause I believe it's actually like dairy that's bothering my stomach or too much caffeine or, you know, just not being conscious of what I'm eating really. So I ran into um, Dr. Mark Hyman. Um, mm-hmm. So he's in like a naturalist doctor and his 10 day detox. So it's a book. And then he does like the mental change, physical change, and then also like a diet change. So the 10 day detox, it basically removes everything processed, any sugars, any fake sugars, um, artificial sugars, any carbs, breads, wheats. I mean, pretty much everything (laughs) except veggies and grass-fed meats, nuts, and we do smoothies in the morning. So today is the first day. So I'm like detoxing, coming off of caffeine, coming off of any type of artificial sugar, because my nutritionist always pushed no sugar added and to do like artificial sugars because I can't have real sugars, but it's really been bothering my stomach so bad. And I didn't know why I was feeling super drained and stuff like that. So I'm hoping, you know, removing all these preservatives and additives out of our food that I'll get more energy and hopefully get a reset of continuing to burn more fat.
0: Yeah, I think sugar is the killer for sure. Cause I'm not like a sweets person. I'm more of a salty person. Like if I had a choice between a chocolate cake and a French fries, I'll probably go for the French fries all the time. But I noticed that even with fasting, it's been so hot. I'm in Miami, so it's been like crazy hot. So I'll have a little bit of ice cream here and there. And that week when I'm fasting on Fridays, like all day long, I get a lot more headaches And I feel like a lot more nauseous. Yeah. So in his, um, Dr. Hyman's
1: book, he actually tells that artificial sugars still trigger your glucose or glucose Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and
1: it still can actually make you gain weight because it still is acting as a sugar, but it's not real sugar. I do eat a lot of like no sugar added stuff, or if I want dessert or something like that, so I'm excited to see if it actually helps. And it helps like my mindset and stuff to see if I can get back on track uh, because with the stress and stuff, I've been kind of like brain foggy, higher anxiety. I've been just like on the edge, really um, just haven't had time to really do anything for myself in the past year after opening that other location and moving and stuff. So I'm hoping this is a good reset and I'll get back on track. You asked what Pegan was. So Pegan right. is paleo and vegan um so pretty much veget not vegetarian but like all vegetables and then but he's also adding in meat and grass fed meat and so he always tells you to be conscious of where you're picking up the meat where you're buying it see if there's any additives in it make sure it's organic and all that stuff um before you do purchase it it does remove bacon and pork fully though
0: mm, interesting i wonder why yeah. does he say why i don't know but but i know like Work is normally like fatty, like Mm. it does
1: have a lot more fat in it. So maybe that reason.
0: Yeah. And I always tell Mm -hmm. everyone that they have to listen to their bodies, right? Like no one diet or no one plan or no one type of a nutrition is going to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, in the beginning, I thought like, oh, I had issues with meat. So then I became pescatarian for three years. And then like I tried being vegan for a little bit. And I was like, that yeah. messed me up even worse. Because <laughs> yeah. vegan, for me, it's a lot more grains, it' a lot, lot mm-hmm. more carbs, right? And it was so yeah. hard for my body to digest all these grains. Because I was hungry, like vegetables like would make me hungry in an hour. I, I wanted to eat again. I started introducing meat back into my diet. And I feel like it has been so much better, but Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure. I think everybody can adjust because as you go and introduce something to your body slowly, you can definitely tell. And and like you said, the mental clarity that I've been getting after fasting and detoxing the body, because once a quarter, I do like three day fasts. It's just such
1: a good like reset and to kind of get your mind where it needs to be and removing all that like carbs and sugar, anything that you shouldn't be eating just to kind of remove it to have that clarity. I feel like I'm like, I just need something to get reset because I haven't had motivation to really like work out or do really anything. It's like I'm so exhausted after work. I don't feel like doing anything. So I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just need to like reset and, you know, set boundaries and figure out kind of what I need for my diet. And like you said, with your gut, like I've had so much issues with my gut. I just kind of want to like reset it and see what works best for me, you know?
0: Right, and people don't realize how demanding your job is physically demanding yes. because you're standing on your feet all day long. Mm-hmm. You're using a lot of this upper body, and yeah, you have back issues and a bit lower back pain. Right, hurt all, all the time. Right.
1: You're a counselor all day long, and then yes. nobody ever asks you how you're doing. Really,
0: <laughs> so. yes, I'm so glad that. You're sharing your journey and you're teaching yeah. others, you know, and sometimes all it takes is hearing that someone else kind of went through a similar mm-hmm. journey, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And just like kind of sharing my story with other people. RJ actually pushed me to do it because I cannot stay on social media. If I didn't have a business, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have social media. So Same. he pushed me to like... <laughs> you know starting my my Instagram journey he was like you should share it with other people so it has a nice like you know meeting other people that's gone on the same journey or had the same experience as me has the same surgery and that kind of stuff cuz we kind of bounce information back on each other like something's not working for me or not working for her or him um we kind of just kind of talk about it too so it's it has been nice for sure
0: yeah, once you become that public person, you mm-hmm. have to be ready for everything, right? It's not always going to be a positive feedback. Like you said yeah, people no. always have something to say about something. Mm-hmm. So, it's just understanding that you can't affect that and and understanding that there's more people you can help than right. hearing someone else's opinion that doesn't really yeah. matter, you know. Exactly. <laughs> so, last few questions that I ask everyone. Uh, What gives you hope right now? This detox
1: is really putting (laughs) a lot of hope in my life. And honestly, just like changing my diet and looking at ingredients that's in food and not going with processed and stuff. So yeah, this diet is really giving me some hope. And Dr. Hyman, I just keep stalking him on Instagram, but he is just so knowledgeable. And I just feel like there's so many like doctors and nutritionists out there that don't want to actually help. And I do feel like he's putting that information out there as far as switching your food and stuff, instead of having to put you on medications and my stomach issues, they've probably given me like four medications for it so far to try and help the acid and the nausea and the stuff like that. And I'm just, it just doesn't help. It just becomes like a trickling factor of taking more medication. So this man life-changing, like just seeing him, I'm just like, okay, if this works, I can do it. And yeah. get back on track.
0: And a lot of people don't realize when it comes to acid reflex, because I've dealt with that too for so long. People yeah. usually think it's because they have extra acid, and it's usually not the case. They don't have right. enough acid because acid yeah. works like a blender in the gut. And my right. nutritionist also introduced me to coffee enemas, something that you might want to oh. check out that has been right. life changing <laughs> as oh, well. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, it takes care of a lot of, like, bloating. We did a whole episode on it. So if you ever get a chance, wow. yeah, check it out. It's definitely right. awesome. And if you were granted three wishes, what would they be?
1: I'm trying to think of, like, how do I put self-love for, like, everyone? That would be, like, my first wish. Was I would, like Not world peace, but just, like, I guess self-respect for everybody. Yeah. I feel like that would be one of my wishes, that everybody could just get along no matter you know, the race, no matter their culture, no matter religion, anything like that, I feel like that would be like on up there because I've struggled so much with meeting people or like introducing myself, them not under kind of understanding my journey or, you know, been judged on all of those things. I feel like that would definitely be my first one. Just so I feel like it would be a happier place, you know, if people were were happier mentally, physically, and for each other, I just feel like there wouldn't be so much judgment. 100%
0: and that's beautiful and that's so important that everybody knows their self-worth and what they bring to the table and yeah not judging one another is huge yeah yeah
1: I think my second wish would be my success so I could take care of my family so like bump on my success a little bit more so I could always take care of them make sure they're always taken care of Uh, my third wish I have lost three people
0: super close to me so I would definitely bring them back I feel you, sister. And what would you like to be most known for? I think my success,
1: my love, my self-love, and just like who I am as a person. I feel like being a good person is priority to me and making sure that others are taken care of as well, but also taking care of myself. But I feel like just like self-love and the love for other people. Beautiful.
0: And where can Mm -hmm. the listeners find you, Brandy?
1: Um, on my Instagram, so brandy.vsg. That's the only uh social media I really have, so (laughs) I don't have anything else.
0: Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for sharing your journey.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me on.
0: Thank you so much for taking this ride and spending part of your day with me. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode and if it inspired or impacted you in any way, and if you got anything helpful out of it, don't forget to subscribe. It would mean so much to me if you left a quick review and shared this podcast with others on your social media platforms. And of course, don't forget to tag us. Stay true to yourselves, friends. Until next time. Adiós.